happy monday everyone we are starting with allergy medicines this is the beginning of a new season for us and so i haven't talked about allergy medicines in a long time so what i want to do right now is let me know if you have an allergy and what it is too, because I'm trying to pull something. So let me know if you are allergic to something and what that something is. I remember last time I asked this question, I had nurses that were allergic to like corn and grass. And so there's one that I'm really looking for. Uh, shout out to everybody that will be joining us for our class on today. I got in a beautiful testimonial. This is hello, Remar family from Rayam. I want to thank God and all of you. I took my NCLEX for the first time this month on the 4th and passed thanks to God, V2, and the Remar family. Well, that's all of you. So I'm so happy that we have this amazing testimonial. And thank you so much for coming back and letting me know you passed. Okay, I see the allergies coming in. Some of you are allergic to mushrooms and seafood and milk. We are indeed talking about allergy medications today. This can be found in your quick facts if you know the page. Shut it out in the comments. I wanted to let you know that we are still in the midst of the 30-day NCLEX challenge. And for those of you who are not sure how to get started, um, it's so easy to get started and it's free. And you just need to get in the V2, but not just the paid version of V2. You can get into the trial version of the V2. And not only are you going to get my trial lectures on pregnancy, but you'll also be able to get all of the videos for the 30-day challenge that will help you if you are testing soon. So 30-day challenge, you're going to get instant access to those videos. They are preloaded. You can do them all in one day if you want to. Or of course, you could do them once a day. You also get daily emails from me that will help you with your accountability. And for those of you who are studying with me for my full course in V2, it will help you to have a more in-depth experience with the information that you are learning. So I challenge you to the 30-day NCLEX challenge because it's free and it's really helpful. But again, we are doing 30 days <laughs> as part of also your study process into the Quick Facts too. So allergy medicine for today's topic is going to come from Quick Facts book. This is half of my program. So a lot of you have half of my program and all you need to do is upgrade. Let me upgrade you to the video portion that, are, that is not in the Quick Facts book. All right, so you'll have that. And again, with the full V2 program, you do get the downloadable workbook plus all of the lectures in my course. Some people say, hey, what's the difference between the YouTube videos that you do and the V2? And it's a really simple answer. The answer is inside of the V2, you are able to have a more in-depth and comprehensive learning experience. Whereas the lives that you're watching now, I kind of just pick and choose mm, the topics that I want to do. But V2 has it all. It has it all for you. So allergy medications, page 96, Audrey says, for us to begin. Now, I see the allergies that you all have posted, and they are very interesting and very unique. 
everybody in here has different allergies for those of you who have them. But essentially, when we talk about allergy medications, what type of discipline is this? When you talk about allergy medications or allergies, what type of discipline is this in nursing? Is this a anatomy? Is this a pharmacology discipline? Is this a biology discipline? Allergies are actually going back to biology, okay? Allergies are actually going back to biology, which is one of the prerequisites of being a nurse. You have to understand the human body, right, on a cellular level. So allergies, they happen when the immune cells, yeah, biology, the immune system cells interpret that a foreign substance has come into contact with the body is something dangerous. So I see here some people are saying, oh, um, I'm allergic to grass or seaweed or shrimp, right? Your body recognizes those things as dangerous substances. Now, allergens can enter the body through food, inhalation, skin, or the mucous membranes. And right there, that's a pharmacology statement. Okay. Allergens can enter through food, inhalation, the skin or mucous membrane. And so right, right, right now what we're doing, we're doing the background work of understanding how to be a great nurse. Because if I just read that sentence to you as a nursing student listening, you should identify, well, if allergens can enter the body through many different routes, then what does that say about the allergy medications that we study for NCLEX? What does that say about the allergy medications that we study for NCLEX? If allergens can enter the body through food, inhalation, skin, or mucous membranes, what does that say? That tells us that our medications are also going to be distributed through how many routes? Is it just going to be one route or is it going to be several routes that an allergy medication can combat these allergens? Yes. So that I like that. So can the medications. So the medications that we are going to be studying can enter the body through several different routes. Okay. And so this is how you make easy connections from biology to pharmacology. But we do have to review these fundamentals. And I know a lot of times you may think when you're sitting in a class like this is, oh, this is too easy. This is so easy. I get that comment all the time. You do the easy stuff. But honestly, sometimes the easy things that we have not studied for a long time become the challenging things when we see them on the NCLEX. So our reviews are, are always, always serving a purpose. So anyways, when we have these, um, these allergens entering the body through several routes, this stimulates the body to release antibodies. Mm -hmm. um, and they attach to the mast cells in the body. Mast cells are your allergen cells. If you don't remember this, if you don't remember this, let's just discuss it for a second because we're going to talk about um, mast cell stabilizers. Those are a class of medications. So anyways, mast cells rupture, okay? They call it degranulation of a mast cell. And then what happens is that it releases 
histamines. Mm. Histamines. So we really want to try to keep the integrity of our mast cells because those are like little bombs when they uh, when, when they de degranulate, all right? And the histamines are released. So what exactly is a histamine? A histamine is a signal. A histamine is a red flag that tells your body, we are about to flame up. We are about to flame this whole thing up because if the body creates an inflammatory response, it will kill whatever is trying to attack the body, right? And so usually we're like, yes, that's a great thing. But when you're allergic to grass or when you're allergic to pollen, every time you go outside, your body flames up how uncomfortable and annoying is that? Is there anybody in here that is allergic to something so common that uh, during allergy season for you, you become miserable because there's histamines everywhere. And so that is the experience of most patients who have allergies is that when the body says flame up, it's like, oh no, not again for this. Trisha says, yes, that's me. Um, Mattia, am I saying that right? Hello, Re Nurse Re Regina. I passed my NCLEX, another passer, on January the 4th, 2024. It's a new year using QuickFacts and V2. Thanks to God and you. I'm officially a nurse. You guys better catch this wave. Our nurses are already passing even into the new year. They are passing, 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 passing. And I knew this was going to happen because we did the seven days of NCLEX and we also did the Black Friday review. So thank you guys for letting me know that you passed. And so when you have a histamine release from those mast cells, then it causes you to have, oh, no, no, let me do this. Okay. So when we talk about allergies, let me know the location of the top three organs, the top three organs that are going to experience an allergic reaction. Give me those organs. We're talking about those of you and those of you who have allergies, if you just look at the list of allergies that you gave me, give me the organs that are affected with these allergies. I see them. Siobhan, I see you. You got it. Okay. Um, so, okay. Lusa got it too. So we have, these are organs I'm looking for. So the lungs, absolutely the lungs. And that is something that when we talk about NCLEX and allergic responses, the lungs are going to be the most severe. The second one is the skin. Yes, because even though the lungs are going to be like the most serious, right? It gives us a, a, um, a category of prioritization. We know that the skin is going to be the first place that we can visualize as a nurse that an allergic reaction is happening. So we have the lungs, we have the skin. And what is the third one that I'm looking for? Not the kidneys, not the kidneys. Remember, we're talking about allergic responses. So it would be the GI tract, the gastrointestinal tract, because those of us who are allergic to cabbage, corn, mm, what else can you be allergic to? Maybe maybe pork, beef, I don't know. But you're, you're going to have GI distress, GI distress. So very good. So those are the primary locations, even though histamine can literally be everywhere. Histamine can be everywhere. When you have an allergic response, those are the primary locations that the histamines are going to be like, Psh, we're going all in. So what happens is histamines can increase gastric acid secretion. 
it can cause inflammation to dilate blood vessels, all right? It can influence your muscular contractions in the intestines and in the lungs, and that will cause bronchospasms, that will cause diarrhea, right? And then you have a, um, almost like a parasympathetic response where it also affects the heart rate of, uh, as well, okay? Histamines can also cause capillaries to dilate and swell, and you will have the classic allergic reactions. So we are doing some allergy medications, but before we can talk about allergy medications, we definitely need to know what's happening with the biology and what the medication is trying to suppress or prevent. And so like many of you, here were some of the substances that are causing triggers in a patient's body. And so I have here food, of course. And if there's anything I'm missing, there's one thing that I'm missing that I didn't put on here. Dust, pollen, some people are allergic to pets, cats and dogs. I'm not so much, but I get it. Mold, insect bites, stings, latex is a big one. And then people are also allergic to medications. And during our seven days of NCLEX, we, we learned early on, right, that we need to always be able to identify our patient's allergies. Who in here was with me for the seven days of NCLEX? Did I have any students from seven days of NCLEX here with me? Such a good time. I also see people are allergic to shellfish smoke. One that I didn't put on here that I think is a really interesting allergy is exercise. Have you ever heard of an exercise-induced asthma attack or an exercise induced allergy. Yes, 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 yes. So patients can come in with all different ranges of allergies. This is why this is a big concept to understand for the NCLEX. And you guys will see when I do the questions in the back of the this lecture that they could be questions about anything. So I got to get our share goals together. Our share goals will be on YouTube right now. So right now we have, let me go to the Remark for NCLEX channel. And you all should be subscribers to the channel because this is where I do my lives. And I also am going to be doing all my events on the YouTube channel. And they last longer. I feel like they're easier for you guys to go back and watch on Bye -bye. YouTube. Okay, so there's 455 people watching on YouTube and we have 101 likes. So let's get those likes up to 250. Let's get those likes up to 250 in order for us to unlock the bonus question. And it's really good, I promise y'all. All right, contraindications of allergy medicines. And because we are talking about allergy medicines in general, these are the major ones that I want you to know. So the first one is a QTC prolongation. When a patient is on an allergy medicine that blocks antihistamines, what can happen is that it will literally cause cardiac arrhythmias. It will literally cause cardiac arrhythmias because remember the histamines do have a function they do have a purpose. And so one of the purposes is, is to affect the heart rate. When you're going through an allergic attack, an inflammatory response, your heart rate is supposed to change. But if you are on an antihistamine, it will suppress what your heart is trying to do, which can cause your patient to have 
fatal cardiac arrhythmias. So it's not something that we think about as we buy allergy medicines over the counter. You can go into a CVS, a Walgreens, a Walmart, and buy any kind of allergy medicine that you want. Very rarely are patients thinking, I could have a cardiac event from taking too much of this medication. So this is a big contraindication. Also, pregnant and nursing mothers, usually, as in general, we don't want them taking the allergy medications because the antihistamines um, like dephenhydramine, meclizine, these ones cross the blood-brain barrier. And so they also, let me see, we said that this was on 96 of quick facts. Yeah. So the first, the, these, these ones are considered first generation antihistamines. They will cross the blood brain barrier. And so we know in infants that is going to be a no, 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 no. All right. So we won't give, um, we will not give these medications to pregnant women. All right. And I think I have it here on this one for you guys, but dephenhydramine too also can, can be dangerous. Okay. Let's go back into it. Another thing is that patients who have other conditions that may increase the duration of the allergy medication being in your system, for example, patients with hepatic or renal impaired function, those patients are not able to get medications in general out of their body. It is generally a very caution, a very big caution for somebody who has a liver problem to take medications, right? Because the liver is supposed to metabolize the medication and the kidneys get rid of it. So they have a higher risk of becoming toxic. Patients with hypertension, we know a lot of medications can cause patients with hypertension to have even a more increased blood pressure. Got to be careful. Cardiovascular disease is the same. Urinary retention. Urinary retention. Why does that matter when it comes to allergy medications? What's the point about that? Okay. The point is that a lot of allergy medications have an anticholinergic effect. An anticholinergic effect. What is an anticholinergic effect? What, what medication? Typically, um, if you're in V2, we learn about the anticholinergic effects when we talk about the psychiatric medications, okay? But what, what does that mean if your patient has an anticholinergic effect? What did you guys say? Yes, it, it, I, I like that. It dries you out. I, I, like, I don't even know if I've ever heard it that simple before. It just dries you out. It makes you dry, okay? Um, here on the anti-Parkinson's medication page, this is page 102. It might be on the psychiatrics page, but this was the first place I found it. You think about anti-Parkinson's medications, allergy medications, psych medications, they have anticholinergic effects. So the ABCDs on page 102 are good for anticholinergic effects. Okay. So yes, if a patient already, oh, I got to do my, this is my customary uh, me and quick facts picture. You see it all the time on all my ads. I always do it. So um, ABCDs, they dry you out, right? Altered, altered mental status. B is blurry vision. C is constipation, confusion. 
D is dehydration, dries you out. So those are anticholinergic effects that even these medications will have. Also being able to increase intraocular pressure, which just makes sense if it causes hypertension. Increased intraocular pressure is essentially hypertension in the eyes. It's the same thing. So we have to be careful with this. Nurse Valeria says, hello, Professor Regina. I passed my NCLEX on Friday. It took me five years to go for it again. Whew, five years. Second attempt with the help of God in your program, I can tell you I passed my NCLEX. Is there anybody here who understands this testimony in a real way? Literally that it takes sometimes years to try again for the NCLEX. That's so common for people who take the exam and then they're not successful. Sometimes they can't get back into a position to test again because of so many things that are in the way. Sometimes it is guilt. Sometimes it's shame. Sometimes it's, I got to keep working to pay the bills. It, it can be a very difficult process to try again. And so what I love about this testimonial is that even after years, this is five Christmases, this is five Thanksgivings, this is five birthdays that went by and you were able to return to your previous state and try again. You gave yourself the opportunity to try again. So I am very, very proud of you. Very proud of you. Okay, um, Nurse Elias says, hi, Remar family, passed my NCLEX PN. Shout out to my practical nurses on January 3rd. Thank you very much for your amazing program and all about V2, quick facts, content. Special thank you to all Team Remar. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Oh. All right, you guys are giving me all of the motivation today. I wanna know who's next, who's gonna pass their test next. Mm -hmm. So the allergy medications, this is just a really quick review because we've talked about how antihistamines work, but look at the routes that we have. We do have an oral, we have a nasal spray, we have eye drops. And of course, all of the actions are going to be to relieve the relieve the histamine response. So they're antihistamines. Let me just read them for you. Oral, the action is to relieve runny nose, itchy or watery eyes, hives, swelling, and other allergy symptoms. Very, very general. Okay. Nasal spray and eye drops are going to be the same thing. If it's an antihistamine, we are blocking that inflammatory response. But check this out. Look at the side effects. Look at these anticholinergic side effects. Drowsiness, dizziness, constipation, upset stomach, blurry vision, dry nose, dry mouth, dry throat, difficulty urinating. So when you're studying for NCLEX, if you understand anticholinergic effects, instead of writing all of this out on a drug card, you could just put anticholinergic effects. And it's the same thing. And it also helps you remember. Some nursing students, because they're not taught this, they literally are trying to memorize these side effects for 20, 30 medications. It's so tough when you do it that way. But sometimes in nursing school, that's how our teachers teach it. And we just are going by what the teachers taught us. So however you learned in a nursing school, I'm telling you, learn the general terms of nursing and they will help you so much better. So we have here anticholinergic effects for oral antihistamines. 
anticholinergic effects for nasal sprays are not this, are not as much, right? So fatigue, drowsiness, harsh taste, eye drops, headache, dry eyes. So not as much. And this is why, this is a very important point right here. This is why patients can take several allergy medications, although they, they shouldn't really. And I'm by no means a doctor, so it's not medical advice. But the benefits of taking the benefits of taking several allergy medications are okay if those allergy medications are different routes. So for example, you take an oral pill and you take eye drops. That's going to be a better combination than taking two oral pills. Does that make sense to you guys? Because the two oral pills could have the same side effects, which can compound the side effects. But if you take a nasal spray and an eye drop, the side effects are going to be different. I hope I'm making sense. All right. So antihistamines, there's different routes for that. Decongestants, you have an oral route, you have a nasal spray. The action for both of these are going to, to reduce the nasal and sinus congestion. That sometimes is caused by hay fever, right? And that's something that I, have you ever had hay fever before? Hay fever is worse than the flu to me because it gives you all of the same symptoms as the flu, but it's just, ugh, it's just because you went outside or you had something, like, I don't know, hay fever is, is one of the worst feelings to me, but you have this nasal congestion, this post-nasal drip. And so it helps to, reduce those things. Now you have to be extremely careful with oral decongestants because they will cause you to have insomnia, headache. They can rebound your blood pressure if you have hypertension and kind of make you irrit irritable. So when our patient has hypertensions, typically decongestants are a no-no. Nasal sprays. Also, a thing about nasal sprays is that they work really well but they cause mm, rebound congestion. So they work very well, but they don't work very well for a long time. So if patients abuse nasal decongestion, they can, eat, they can become worse and then they won't have anything that's gonna work in the same way. Corticosteroids. Well, we study corticosteroids for many, many conditions. And I feel like you are probably most familiar with corticosteroids and the side effects of corticosteroids. But for allergic conditions, the reason why we give corticosteroids is because they are going to reduce general inflammation. Right? And so they're going to reduce the redness, the swelling, the itching whether you have a skin allergy or a severe allergy, arthritis, lupus, corticosteroids are going to function the same way. The familiarity of the side effects are going to be what they're going to cause stomach ulcers. They can increase your risk for infections. They can also make changes in your eyes, uh, such as cataract development, osteoporosis, corticosteroids make your bones weak. They weaken your muscles. They also increase your blood sugars. They cause electrolyte imbalances. Can somebody post some of the electrolyte imbalances that we see when a patient is on a corticosteroid? 
what does it do to your potassium level? For patients on a steroid, is, is their potassium level going to go up or down? Are they going to have hyperkalemia or hypokalemia with corticosteroids? And this is, the, this is the work that needs to be studied before your exam. So when we talk about studying for NCLEX, it's this little, these little nuances that, that you have to master. And so quick facts for NCLEX will help you to master them for sure. But also coming in, coming to class and doing things in this realm also helps. So our potassium level is going to be low, low potassium. And our sodium level is going to be what? Our sodium level is going to be high. Okay. So these are the, these are the side effects that you do have to memorize for corticosteroids. You do. Actions for the nasal, um, the nasal sprays, again, they're going to reduce inflammation, but corticosteroids given through the nose can be extremely uncomfortable. They have an unpleasant taste, can't make them taste good, okay? Also, they cause nasal discomfort to the tissues, and they can cause nosebleeds, nosebleeds. There's also the inhaled version of a corticosteroid. We know because we give this for um, allergy, um, asthma treatments. And so when you use the inhaler for the daily treatment of asthma, it can, you know, it can help with the asthma, but you're going to have a predisposition to mouth and throat discomfort. So the tissues can break down because our tissues are not used to being in contact with a medication like a steroid. And then it also is going to disrupt the normal flora in your mouth. And so that's going to put you at risk for what? Yeast infections in the mouth, right? Skin cream. You can get a hydrocortisone cream everywhere. How many of us have bought hydrocortisone cream for ourselves or our children? You can literally, I see them everywhere. I used to didn't see certain medications in different stores, but I have seen hydrocortisone in Dollar Tree. Like you can buy this stuff everywhere. But you have to understand that even though, yes, actually I think we bought some the other day because my son came in and he says, mom, I have a rash. So I brought some hydrocortisone cream and I was explaining to my children that you don't need to put a lot of this medication on your skin, just a thin layer of it, because yes, it will stop with itchiness, redness and scaling. Okay. But it can also, it can also cause skin discoloration. It can also cause irritation, you know, and sometimes when we buy something and it's a dollar, it's just like, oh, just put it on. I'll just get some more, but it can really disrupt your hormone levels for, especially for children, right? So we have to be very careful. Lots of teaching, lots of teaching, but we've all bought these. These are all things we buy. We all buy it, right? Mast cell stabilizers, mast cell stabilizers. This particular type of allergy medicine is supposed to help with reducing the strength of an allergic reaction. Let me ask you this. For those of us who have allergies, did your parents have allergies too? How many of us inherited the allergies of our parents? 
because the research that's done and the research that's done is that allergies are kind of genetic. They're genetic conditions. So people who have allergies, they have typically some family orientation. So somebody says, both of them had allergies. Yes, nobody had allergies. It's just me. <laughs> maybe down the, maybe it was up your upline. Like maybe your grandmother, or your great grandmother had these allergies. But what they say in particular with mast cells, mast cells are floating around. They're just doing their thing. They're your allergy cells. But some people have these mast cells that are highly sensitive. So any little allergic reaction or any, um, I should say, any little allergen that comes in contact with a mast cell, psh, totally flames it. So some of us have very sensitive mast cells. Some of us don't have very sensitive mast cells. So they, they say that the ones of us who have very sensitive mast cells really need these stabilizers because they help the mast cells stay intact from when they would normally like to just come apart and release histamines. So some people are saying, I have psoriasis. My dad had it too, and my children have it too. Wow. My daughter got it from her father, not me. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, so it's genetic. Yes, I got mine from my mom. Nuts, right. So you and I could both have the same number of mast cells, except for yours are more sensitive to mines where I can eat all kinds of nuts, peanuts, cashews, walnuts, doesn't matter, especially if they have chocolate in them, no problems. But you have a sensitive reaction to nuts. And so that's what the mast cell does. This is biology, the mast cell. So a stabilizer is going to help keep that mast cell together so that it doesn't have this outrageous allergic response. And so you can get these um, in, in an oral form, in a nasal form, but they help to reduce inflammation. And so the side effects though of the mast cell stabilizers are going to be headache, feeling irritable, nausea, diarrhea, stomach pain, and muscle pain as well. Whether they're, you know, if there's a nasal route, you're going to also have that headache, okay? Unpleasant taste, hoarseness, nose bleeding, temporary nasal stinging, sneezing after administration. So these medications are, are really harsh on the nasal passages in general, but that's how they work. This is the final medication that I want to review for allergies. This is the more popular one. Whenever we are having an anaphylactic shock, you know that we are going to be administering, what is it? What is our big gun? Our big gun is epinephrine. That's right. So this is our medication for an anaphylactic life-threatening allergic reaction. Now, this is an injectable medication. The side effects are going to be skin redness, swelling, warmth and tenderness at the site of the injection. Patient may have difficulty breathing, pounding fast or irregular heart rate because you're giving them epinephrine. All right. You're, you're, you're giving them that, hey, flight or fight response, nausea, vomiting, and sweating. In general, when we are talking about the considerations for allergy medications, we want to, of course, understand the potential contraindications. We talked about those in the beginning of the lecture. Also instruct the client to avoid consuming alcohol and not to drive or operate heavy machinery because we have several allergy medications that cause what? They cause drowsiness.
they cross the blood brain barrier. And so alcohol and a blood brain barrier crosser don't go well. Also, we want to promote oral hygiene and offer sugarless candies or lozenges to relieve dry mouth and discomforts associated with the anticholinergic effect. And I, I'm a, I am wanting everything that I say to make sense to you. So if you are not familiar with these terms that I'm using, then consider that an area of study and weakness on general nursing vocabulary. Tell the client to inform the doctor and uh, about other medications that they are taking. Instruct the client to consult first before taking OTC drugs over the counter drugs provide thorough client teaching about the medication. And I think this is a point of note for your NCLEX exam, the educational responsibilities for the nurse are increased. You have to be able to demonstrate that you know how to teach a medication before giving it. And that is for RN and PN. Practical nurses need to be able to educate patients on medications. I don't care what they tell you in nursing school, like, oh, you don't have to know this. This is not your job. On your board exam, you're going to have teaching questions because you do, in fact, do teaching in your profession. Seven, observe the client's mental status after giving an allergy medication. It's important as well. Okay, here's our NCLEX questions. Are you ready? If you're ready, Put ready in the comments and I will know that it is time to go. We're going to do four questions and actually we're going to do five questions because you already unlocked the bonus question. So there you go. Question number one is this. Let's give it a try. Lee is ready. Marie is ready. Joanne, Marilyn, I see you. Okay. The nurse provides health teaching to a client who will receive corticosteroid tablets for the first time due to a latex allergy. What instruction is the highest priority? Number one, start oral hygiene after taking the medication and use a soft bristle toothbrush. Two, wear a mask, especially in crowded places. Three, apply sunblock and avoid sun exposure. Four, take with a full glass of milk or apple juice. Well, this is a perfect NCLEX question because you have several correct answers, but we need to prioritize here. So this is not a demonstration of what you know, it's a demonstration of what you manage. Welcome to Remar Nurse. This is Monday Motivation across the nation. Hey, I didn't ask where you guys were from today and I do want to know that as well. So when you put your answer on the screen, let me know where you are studying from. Okay. So again, these questions seem these questions seem very basic, but they are challenging, okay? They're challenging because you have to understand what you're being asked. Let me let me read it to you again. The nurse provides health teaching to a client who will receive corticosteroid tablets for the first time due to a latex allergy. What instruction is the highest priority? I'm looking for the highest priority. Number one says start oral hygiene after taking the medication and use a soft bristle toothbrush. 
Two, wear a mask, especially in crowded places. Three, apply sunblock and avoid sun exposure. Four, take with a full glass of milk or apple juice. I see a lot of people picking number one, a lot of people picking number three, apply sunblock and avoid sun exposure. The correct answer here, we're talking about prioritization. The correct answer here is number two, wear a mask, especially in crowded places. Cortical steroids, out of all of the possible complications that were presented, cortical steroids suppress the immune system. You guys know that. I know you know that. So why didn't you choose that? <laughs> because when your immune system is suppressed, you are more vulnerable to infections. And so even small infections can become major for somebody who has uh, immunosuppression going on. So wearing a mask and staying away from crowds can prevent infections from occurring. So let's look at the, because this is what I want you to do for your NCLEX exam. When you're talking about the highest priority, you need to think what's the worst that can happen? So number one, a lot of people went with number one because yeah, when you're taking, um, you know, when you're taking, I told you when you're taking inhaled cortical steroids, you have issues with thrush. This person is not taking an inhaled cortical steroid. How are they taking it? They're taking it what route? So number one says start oral hygiene after taking medication and use a soft bristled toothbrush. Well, that is to protect you from what? From a yeast infection, from thrush. This person is taking a PO tablet. So are we gonna be as worried about that? Mm, not so much, but okay, let's put thrush up against number two, immunosuppression. Mm, no. Nah. Okay, so immunosuppression takes thrush. What about three, which is you can have some photosensitivity you could have some sun exposure, right? You could have some complications with your skin. That doesn't trump immunosuppression, all right? Four, take with a full glass of milk or apple juice. Well, I guess that could be gastric ulcers that can develop over time, but that is not going to trump the immunosuppression. And so when we talk about what's the highest priority, you have to be able to think down the line to the, the biggest complication here. All right. So a lot of you did not get this one right. Let's try the next question. It is number two. Here we go. The nurse assesses a client with allergic rhinitis who self-medicates and takes 50 milligrams of dephenhydramine every six hours. The client reports throat pain, dizziness, and blurry vision. Which of the following procedures is most likely to be requested? Number one, a CBC, complete blood count. Two, fasting blood sugar. Three, electrocardiogram. Four, strep test. Okay, coming in, this is something that we discussed in our, um, in our review today. So if you missed the review and you didn't get this question correct, then you wanna go back and watch our review. The fundamentals really set the tone for how you perform 
in your questions. So again, I always say this content over questions, content over questions. Get out of those question banks and get into the V2 first. All right, correct answer here. I see a lot of people missed our review because a lot of you are picking four. The correct answer is three electrocardiogram. Remember one of one of the contraindications for allergy medications is that they can cause they can cause QTC prolongations, they can cause fatal cardiac arrhythmias. So we would be worried about somebody that was self-medicating with diphenhydramine, what 50 milligrams every six hours, that's four times a day. That is way too much. That's way too much. So this kind of toxicity can cause adverse cardiovascular effects and is characterized by confusion, urinary tension, tachycardia, blurred vision, dry mouth, irritability, and hallucinations. This is our anticholinergic effect we were talking about. So an ECG is important because changes can be seen including the, the widening QRS complex and tachycardia. Okay, all right, let's go, let's go on. Next question is this. Ah, a client with sinus congestion arrives at the clinic for a doctor's consultation. The nurse notices shortness of breath and a cough. Which condition should be considered most before starting a decongestion? Number one, mesothelioma. Two, tuberculosis, three, cystic fibrosis, four, heart failure. Question number three, what will it be? What do you say? Loving it. We are doing this every Monday, every Wednesday. We come together and we do our study sessions as a group. And what we're doing is we're, we're getting stronger. We are getting stronger in our confidence in our content, and in our community, the three C's of Remar. All right. Okay. And the correct answer here, putting it together, is going to be number four, heart failure. It's very important that when you when you anticipate giving a medication that for next-gen NCLEX, you have to be able to do a differential diagnosis in your mind. So somebody comes in and they present with a cough and shortness of breath and NCLEX says, we're about to give them an allergy medicine. You have to be able to say, well, cough and shortness of breath also look like heart failure. It could also be what? I could have also put COPD. I could have also put asthma, right? And so we have to be able to make those natural extensions just from very basic clinical symptoms because that's what you're getting paid for as a nurse. You have the knowledge, you have the knowledge of different conditions, right? And so you're able to, in a way, uh, triage them to see which one our patient ultimately has. And that's the working of the case study. So the correct answer was number four, heart failure. A lot of you got that right. If it's your first time joining us, we go live on Mondays at noon Eastern time. And then on Wednesdays, we go at 9 p.m. So we do a day study session and we do a night study session. No excuses. You got to be there. Question number four is this. A nurse receives... 
a patient experiencing an anaphylactic reaction. We know that. The provider has ordered epinephrine for immediate administration. Which of the following factors is the highest priority when considering how much epinephrine to administer? Here we go. Number one, the patient's age and weight. Number two, the number of previous allergic reactions. Three, the patient's temperature and blood pressure. Or four, the patient's allergies to other medications. Ooh, this one is interesting too, isn't it? <laughs> I just did. This is a critical thinking question. This is a critical thinking question right here. But um, I also, as NextGen NCLEX does, I gave you the answer in the question. I gave you the answer in the question here. So it's just a matter of if you're going to fall into my distractor pit or if you are not. And this is, again, why you come to class. This is it. Okay. So the scenario was this. And I see, and, and this is the thing. I see a lot of people picking different answers. Okay. Different answers. One and four and three and two. And so this, is, this just tells me that this is a great community question because it helps to shift out um, uh, our, our, our readers who are not seeing the answer in front of them. So this is good. The correct answer is number one, the patient's age and weight. And let me tell you how I gave you that answer in the stem of the question. Let me show you where I put it. All right, let me go back to the choices. So here we go. A nurse receives a patient experiencing an anaphylactic re reaction. Okay, the provider has ordered epinephrine for immediate administration. Okay, now this is what I'm asking you which of the following factors is the highest priority when, here's the answer, considering how much epinephrine to administer? That's it. All of that other stuff was great information to know, but if I literally just had this sentence, which of the following factors is the highest priority when considering how much epinephrine to administer? If I just put that on there, everybody would have got it right because you're gonna say, okay, the patient's age and weight, that's what I'm going by to know how much, what is my normal dosage? What is my safe dosage? What is my therapeutic dosage? But you guys got tangled in the weeds of everything else in the beginning. And so by the time you got to the final sentence, you were like, mm, I don't know. Let's go with the temperature. Let's go with the blood pressure. Let's go with other allergies. Okay. Stuff you would never, stuff you would never do. You would never say that if in anything else. When does somebody's, um, previous allergic reactions, you know, or allergies to other medications determine a dosage. Never, never. So we have to be so careful because what do we know about next-gen um, next NCLEX? What do we know about it? What we know about it is that it is more reading that is required. What we know about it is that you're going to get the answer 
It's going to be a clear answer in front of you, but you still have to find the work of understanding what you're being asked. Okay. Um, Lorda says, however, wouldn't the doctor have already prescribed the dose to give? However, maybe, but what I just pointed out is that if NCLEX asks a question about a dosage and the doctor hasn't given the answer, a lot of people would not have made the correlation between the patient's age and weight and how much to administer, okay? Also, another thing that exposed somebody studying that would be very helpful is that you know the right answer, but you second guess yourself and you pick the wrong answer, okay? And so again, these are habits that have to be worked out before you take this exam. Because if you know the right answer, but you're choosing the wrong one, NCLEX is not going to say, well, we know you knew the right answer. They're going to say, if you want your license, you're going to pay me $200 again. And you're going to keep paying me $200 until you stop second guessing yourself. And I'm going to be happy to take your $200 or 240 if you're in Canada for as long as you want me to take it because this is a wonderful business, right? And so um, what I'm trying to do again is help you get your license as quick as possible, all right? But that's not gonna be done if you're not self-reflecting or if you're making excuses about why you're getting the answer wrong, okay? All right, one more question um, that I have for you guys. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to do the one question. I got a Remar nurse and I'd rather talk to her because she's here. So let's talk to our Remar nurse that came on today. And this is the thing. Real people, real people are passing this exam. So what excuse do you have? Hi. Hi, professor. Oh, okay. I can't hear. Is it just me? Let me see. Let me see. Because I see you. you you're, you're clear. You look beautiful. Um, let me just see if I can get your audio on. Um, okay. Hold on one second. Can you guys hear her? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hello. Can you say hello again? Hi, professor. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. How are you doing? I'm so, um, thankful that I find your program and I can, um, finally say that I passed my NCLEX PM. Now, you came on earlier and gave a comment about your journey to pass the NCLEX. Can yes. you tell us about it? Sure. Um, I graduated in 2018. Mm -hmm. After uh, two months, I uh, took the NCLEX and I did not pass it. Um, and um, I was just having a baby. So okay. my husband told me, take it slow. You had a newborn, and then you 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 try it again next year. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, on Christmas, I had a stroke. Um, I've been in uh, in the uh, IC, uh, ICU uh, unit for almost a month. Yes, I had a rupture uh, brain aneurysm. Wow. Yes, and in 2020, COVID came. <laughs> Yes. And then um, in uh, at the end of 2020, I have to go back to the um, to the hospital because my surgeon told me that I have to they have to fix what I had. I had an AVN. Um, I had a craniotomy in 2020. 
Wow. Yes. <laughs> and I did not say that I was pregnant with my fourth baby when I had the, the stroke. I know. <laughs> you are a testimony. <laughs> you are a miracle. Yes. yes. Everybody, we God, are. God is good. God is good. He was with me all the time. He was. Wow. Um, um, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I just, I, all of those things, any one of those things, you know, God spared your life. He, he healed you. Yes. He intervened on your behalf. I'm here talking to you and I would have never known that you have been through the trials that you have been through yes. as you sit here and you're smiling and you're praising God. God is faithful. Yes. God is faithful. And he is a living God. Go ahead. So tell me how you got back into the NCLEX. <laughs> well, with four babies, my husband told me, um, we should wait for um, our fourth baby go to preschool, which is, uh, she start um, this year. Well, um, in 2023. <laughs> then she started preschool and I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to study. Uh, one of my friends, he, uh, she told me about your program. Oh. Yes. And she, um, she's like, just give her a try and see if you like it and see how it, you know, how it goes. And I did. I, um, I purchased your program for, um, in uh, November for, I think for Thanksgiving. So you got it for Black Friday? Yes. Wow. Yes. You <laughs> Okay, five years. You got it for Black Friday. How long did you study for? Uh, November and December. Mm -hmm. I did the uh, seven days uh, class that you did last week. Okay. I did it. Yes. And um, I scheduled for my test on Friday. And um, I got the official results today that I passed my test. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I'm so thankful for your program. Uh, V2 and Quick Fast are the the real deal. Oh yes. my God. I don't, I, I'm speechless. Okay. I'm just literally speechless <laughs> from everything. Like you literally study for a few weeks after being out of school for five years. Yes. You got kids, you got multiple, you got multiples of kids. And now after everything you have a new future that you're taking into 2024 as yes. a mom, as a testimony. Yes, God is good. Good, good, good. What is the next step? What is the next step for you? Like, what do you um, want? I want to go back to school and I want to have my, um, become an RN. Oh, That's my, you. yes. And, yeah. but, uh, my husband keeps telling me like, take it slow. Mm -hmm. um, but, yes. <laughs> I love that. I love the support. Um, because I think that there is, man, there is just such a great experience when you're able to look back on something that you've been wanting for a long time. Yes. You did everything that you were supposed to do. You, you prioritized your kids, you know, you put them in a position so they could succeed. And then you said, I'm ready. 
Yes. I'm ready for this. And I know that you put in the work. You had to put in the work to get through V2. Mm-hmm. And I, another thing is you, you were able to have time enough to even do seven days of NCLEX. So you have done some amazing prioritizing of this goal. And now, and now you have your license. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Professor. How, how, what did your study schedule look like? What, what did your um, study schedule look like? Between two hours and three hours a day, every day. Did, did you follow, so did you follow the V2 calendar? Yes. Or? Yes, I did. I did. I did. How follow. would you say you did with this book? Did you memorize this book? Did you have it like really down? Yes. I really, you, you need to see my book. <laughs> I don't know where is it, but mm-hmm. highlight it and um, scratch everywhere. This is, yes, professor. I did all your study calendar and it works. It really works for me. And I'm so grateful and about your program. I am so grateful that you decided to give Remar a try, honestly, because I know you had a lot of different options that you could have went with but you came here and you connected with our community. And so thank you so much for just giving me the opportunity to study with you and be your NCLEX instructor. It is an extreme pleasure to know that um, God God did it. Yes. Yes, Professor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. Miracles. Waymaker miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, my God, come on now, come on. Somebody in here is making excuses. Somebody in here is looking at Goliath and saying, I can't do this. And we just saw the mighty hand of God that has taken stroke, ICU, craniotomy. You are nurses. You understand the repercussions of an aneurysm. You understand what that means to somebody's capacity to learn, to think, to make decisions. mother, wife, student, now in a position to care for somebody else. That testimony should deliver somebody right now, right now, that if you if you got a God like that in your corner, you can do anything but fail. You can do anything. Great is his faithfulness. Oh, man. Oh, man. Y'all, I'm, I can't, like, I can't even, I can't even go. That's, that, that is the, that's the Monday motivation right there. That's the Monday motivation. We just talked to a survivor of a catastrophic major health condition, right? That went through so much, went through so much. And she said, I'm ready to take this NCLEX. And I got she, she treated like she had one opportunity because really none of us know what's coming tomorrow, but this is a person that understands the gravity of taking action now, like doing what she has to do right now, because you don't know what 
what is coming around the corner for you. And so this is a student that said, I got the program for Black Friday. Like I got the program for Black Friday, which was literally just weeks ago. I studied it after being out of school for five years and not just being out of school for five years, but going through a major health problem. Take care of four children. I don't know. One child is a lot. Four is almost, it's insane. Okay. And I was able to study. Not only was I able to study, I was able to do the extra stuff. She's showing up for the extras, the classes, the seven days of NCLEX, making it work. Okay. Doing the work. So yes, she comes on here to say, I got my license. God did it. All right. So my question is, what are you doing? What are you believing God for? What are you believing God for? This is all, this is it. I like, that's the, that's it. Okay. That's, that's the motivation for today. A real Remar nurse. And I want y'all to know this. I don't schedule these things. I don't have a lineup. I don't have employees that I pay to pretend like they, they come, you know, I don't, we don't do any of that here. So if you're seeing this testimonial, it is because God meant for you to be here today. It is because God meant for me to hear that testimony so that I could work it out in my own areas. And honestly, I just feel like it was for me. Okay. But y'all get the benefit because y'all show up here. So whatever you needed from that testimony, I pray that that seed was planted and that you don't miss it because I can't promise that a stronger testimonial is coming through. I don't know if another one's coming around like that. Okay. So if your heart is not moved, if you are not compelled based off of that life story, I don't know what else to do for you. That's it. I mean, stuff like that shut the broadcast down. That that shuts the broadcast down for me. Okay. I just want to thank y'all for coming. I'm I'm not like I, I just want to thank y'all for coming. And I encourage you to get into the V2 and do what you have to do. Okay. Do what you have to do. Believe on God. Oh, this was my scripture for today. I'm not even doing, I'm not even going. That was the story. Y'all, y'all know Monday motivation. You know what I mean? Monday motivation, oh, man, it's so good sometimes. This is the scripture right here. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And the reason why, and this is this is a scripture that I had before I even knew what was about to drop down on this live. We have to understand that there is a part that we do play in the miracles that happen in our lives. And it's, it's more than just the idea that if I sit back, blessings will fall on me because God can do anything. And there are some things that you will get that you don't deserve. But what we must remember is that there is also a part that we have to do in working out our faith. You know, my sister had the stroke, but she had to make a decision. I, I'm going to get up. 
I'm going to be a mother. I'm going to take it slow. I'm going to take the advice of my husband and take it slow. You know, I'm going to be a wife through this. I, I'm, I'm going to trust the advice of my friend. There is also a work that you need to do in the process and the obedience. Yes. And that's, that's the thing that we've been on, obedience, obedience. That's been showing up in our, our motivations, in our devotions, being obedient. And so whatever it is in your life this week that you know you need to be obedient in, doing your part, let us do that. Let us do that with a merry heart this week, okay? Your faith without your works is dead, okay? And we know that the dead, they know nothing. They do nothing, so definitely go after your greater this week with the faith that God is a living God and he's still answering prayers and he's still doing miracles, still doing miracles. Whew. Man, we serve an amazing God. Y'all with God is possible. Say it all the time around here, but we really believe it that you can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX, okay? You can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. Um, I'm just gonna leave it with that. I'm just gonna leave it with that, okay? I'm gonna leave it with that. Uh, because I think that sometimes when God is trying to speak, I have no business trying to do what he has already done, all right? So you all have a beautiful week. This is Monday. I will be back on Wednesday. And I'm looking for Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time is when I'm coming back, okay? Um, anything else you need to know, please just go to the website, remarnurse.com. But um, let's just acknowledge what God has done, the miracle, the testimonial we have seen, and um, also believe that you you can have a, a greater two. Wow, you have greater two, guys. I love y'all, all right? I love y'all. I will see y'all on Wednesday. Bye-bye.